Hello and welcome into Limited Time Only, brought to you by So Rare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on So Rare. Joined, as always, by Keith Jameson, GatorGuy231, and by Nepenthes, formerly known as Croc Dude, but now just back to Nepenthes. Gentlemen, lots to talk about today, mostly just about my gallery, since um, that's all I want to talk about today. Just funny, since I usually tend not to want to talk about it. Nep, as the originator of collection pumping, it only felt right for you to be on, but I had a bunch of questions because of one of the topics that you talk about a lot about collections with the whole, you get your return and then you get another collection and then that's 100% on that. And then you start a new one. And the real question I had was, when the hell do you get out of these cards? And yeah, so um, that's going to be the topic today. Yeah. Like Keith literally just answered it. You, you don't. You just like, isn't that the whole point of so rare? Is like the it's dream an endless loop. It's an endless yeah. loop. The the dream is to become infinitely wealthy from selling your cards, but to get to that point, you need to literally own everything. Okay, I like that. Now, Nap, here's a better question on the endless loop: it's to get ridiculously wealthy off of selling your cards. But is it just like an unrealized, insanely wealthy? Because I'm never actually going to sell. I just like, yeah, see it. That, that's where everyone is at the moment, right? Unless you're like, I don't know, Pavel or something who apparently takes out like 80 ETH a minute. Um, no, he doesn't. But um, It's a day, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like it's, it, it, it's, it's where we're all at, right? It's, it's that conundrum of like, I've got right now about an ETH in my wallet. Can I, I can withdraw that and just de-risk a little bit, just a little bit. Or, or... I need David Raya because Ramsdale is now benched, right? And and then if I have Raya, I'll win some more. And yeah, that's, easy. yeah, that's, that's, that's literally and you, and, you just need, and you actually only need three Raya's because you just need a limited rare and super rare. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless, yeah. Knowing Nep's collection, he could probably use three Raya's, three rare Raya's just to I make probably sure could. Lineups in. But yeah, I, I so, like... I, I like the fact that you've hit that point with your collection led where you can now profit off it from not only a reward like standpoint, but you could just sell it for profit. That's the dream. That is the dream. So, all right, let, let, let me dive into that. <laughs> first off, thank you to everybody for joining. Daniel Cooper was in first. The unfortunate, beautiful day to wake up hungover after the game week, lock and realize you don't have any teams this game week. What, Daniel, I, did you join Soder after dark? Did you get drunk with those guys? Yeah. <laughs> it uh, Actually, I believe Daniel is in the States. So, um, I mean, that yeah. sounds like Ryan a great said Monday I night. But forgot MS, MLS Amateur. I would say you chose the right one to forget of those two. <laughs> I just, I mean, you don't want to give that up. But anyway, so Hoodwink said collections are elite. I bought three rare Daegu cards on Thursday to get from two to three percent. One Asia rare by 0.3 points this week, which there was clearly all about the collection and not about the extra pass that somebody made that happened to be successful. It was really the collection. But anyway, hold on. And can we also real quick on Hoodwink go? He was gutted. I think last midweek he missed. I think it was like uh, he missed threshold the threshold by like yeah, point one. Or something like that, because he needed that new collection. But then goes ahead and wins a division over the weekend. Congrats, bud! That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Good, yes. good job. So the idea of me selling this collection, and I'll go in. Oh yeah, Hoodwing two seventy nine point six. Oh, that'll make you buy some <laughs> collection cards for sure. Yes, it will. 
so I'm just going to pull up my collection. So I had this Auger collection that is not as big as there are as other Auger collections, which is part of the point here that I had a very successful lineup with five cards from this collection last mm -hmm. weekend, like not this game week. Oh, no, midweek, last midweek, midweek, last midweek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I finished seventh, eighth, eighth in cap 270 limited and five of the lineups ahead of me were the same lineup, but they had higher bonuses. Most of them were higher XP and collection because I was later than all of them. Including and the winner, including the winner too. The then winner the was got the, first. Yep. Yeah. It was the dead first place, exact same lineup as me and finished like 15 or 20 points ahead of me. Like it was a substantial yep. difference. And it started this conversation of, do you, is it worth even having this collection knowing you'll never finish first if these other people are there? And I kind of pushed back with, I don't need to finish first. Like I was perfectly content finishing eighth instead of 800th. But it also was like, maybe I don't actually want to do that. And so it, what if I just sold the collection? And this is, these are the cards right here. Um, I have two Gaitan parents, so obviously only one is in the collection. But it's to the point where most of them are recent averages and floors worth more than I paid. Not all of them. And two of them have popped considerably. Actually, maybe two or three have popped considerably to the point where I can sell all of these cards and collectively sell them for more than I paid for them. I won uh, Karam Akturgalu Limited, which I sold today for like three quarters of the value of the collection. I have another rare, which I have not sold yet, that is worth about the same. It's worth, should be worth much more. Everybody should go out and buy that card for much more. But effectively, <laughs> I'm going to sell the collection, even if I did it to a trader with a 20% haircut for probably 120% of what I paid, plus the rewards. I've had a few thresholds with it. Is this what we should be doing? Is this how you flip a collection? Or or as Nep like shakes his head and is like, well, if you sell the rare card, you've already won't made more than the collection is or just keep the cards. Like I'm mm -hmm. arguably never going to be the top collector. And so is it worth even sticking around with this collection? I, my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you should sell pieces of the collection when they spike, like Perrin at 20 bucks, just sell him. And Ravalosan at 15 bucks, sell him. Because lo and behold, unless he becomes like the best player on the platform, he will go back down to $10. And then you can buy him back again you've hit the arbitration with him, you've made the money, and then you've still got him. And because you already know you can't be the top collector for about 15 months because you obviously need the 10% XP and the 5% collection bonus, it's absolutely fine to trade in and out of these cards until you're at a point where all of your has-been cards are, like, maxed out XPs and, like... You know, when you've got the dead sets that you want, getting them on the best XP might even still not allow you to win. Because if in 12 months' time, the new season Auxia cards come out and somebody's got 5% on them, you're three months in, they've also got 5% season bonus, 5% collection bonus, and 5% XP bonus, you're still not going to win. 
So, yeah, it, it sucks if you run the whole team. The likelihood is you'll never, ever win. But you can make so much profit trading the, yeah, the P&L. Yeah. So, but if that's the case, why do I need a collection? Like, why wouldn't I just trade Hold the on. actual can, pieces? Can we, can we toss out one thing? You would have won if you chose right, but you decided to choose the guy that scored less than another guy. You that's, did do uh, that no, that's process. <laughs> that's results over process. And I'm just saying, like you're saying, like I can never win with this collection. But literally, if you chose one guy over another, you would have won. So, I don't know. Like I mean, I mean, obviously the guy you chose, everybody kind of agreed with you that knows the collection too. So I get it. But like, if you would have just differentiated, if you took yeah. the left back instead of a center back, you would have won by like thirty or forty. Or yeah, or a different captain. If I had just captain Ravellison, I would have. Right or that. So I mean, I, there's enough differentiation that it's not like you're completely xed out. It's not like there's always the same five over and over mm -hmm. again. What 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 I'm thinking now, right, is like the collection world is a world within a world, right? It's a world within the Soviet world, right? Hold on, hold on, because yeah, because <laughs> I'm thinking right, because I'm thinking like every like you know, as you guys have uh, you specifically led have always like like lent towards. Not everyone can win, right? And so on that on that sense, like Perrin being as expensive as he is now. He's never, ever going to hold that price. He's just not. Unless the whole of Sorare has an uptick, he's just never going to hold that price. And so when you win like this, my mentality with collections, especially limited level, was always that if you have like a low budget and a low skill set and you just want it to be a bit easier, pick a team, collect the whole setup, you get massive amount of benefits. And then when you hit a situation like this where you've won, did you get a rare reward as well from the results? Yeah, so a rare and a limited and your collection has gone up in value, if you now as a limited manager sold all of this, you could even withdraw your initial stake and then go and get another collection and repeat the process. Like Because you have like a bigger gallery, your mindset isn't quite there. But the reason why everyone can be successful that plays that game, even though everyone can't be successful in the whole of So Rare, is because, when a, like, because the, the global So Rare doesn't care about your singular collection. It doesn't know that one player in your collection spiked. It knows that somebody is more in demand or you had a good game week or has a good run of games. And that's where as a, as a collector, you can massively profit off of everybody else's stupidity. <laughs> I mean, profit is always about somebody's stupidity, but, <laughs> the, but the, the issue that I have here with, with how you're describing this, uh, Perrin's never going to be this high. Hein is really the other one. Those are the two, they're two best scorers. I sell them now mm -hmm. and the rest of the collection is effectively worthless because I'm not players. playing any, like I'm not playing the, the other guys without them. Does that make sense? Like I'm probably not playing. Right, you're not, you're not playing the, you played them in the competition because they were the stack and they were the collection, not because they were, well, actually they were your best plays. That, that we they like were, you, but there you, are, there are players in on this page right here, like mm -hmm. Dan Wah, I'm guessing his name is Sonny Layton. Uh, Dave Parsine don't play. And Sinayoko barely plays 
And it's, so it's like, now I have these kind of bit players right. that I'm just holding until Hein and Perrin get low enough. And mm. why would I just do that? Well, that's two. For, first of all, you have, is that, is that, is that your cards there? You have two Perrins. Yes, I have two. Yeah. So but one. their other forwards, oh, he doesn't have any cards. That's too bad. You're right. Yes. And they have one other guy who doesn't have cards. And Auger were not on the list of newly minted French clubs. So we don't know if we're getting new cards for them or not. So you do have another playing forward, but it's Sinayoko and it's unlikely that he's ever going to deliver for you. Right. And so, yeah, I, like, I understand your, like, your conundrum is like the best two players have increased in the most. So if you sell them, you now don't have the best player, so you can't win again. But that's why I think moving on from this collection is now the play, right? You've got everything you need from this collection. You've like 2x or 3x your money. You can even now go and buy a better team for a collection, like a, you know, a, a better team within a division that will dominate and offer way more reward opportunity over the course of the season. Or you can go and buy probably two or three more Auxier-like teams and open up yourself to more potential each season, each game week. Yeah, I, I mean the the point was. So I guess the real question was: is is it worth if I sold this collection? Is it worth building another collection or just going to another team and saying who is the parent and hind of this team and just trying to trade them? And like, why do I have to buy all these extra pieces that theoretically help me in SO five? I assume. I don't know for, I mean, I think this is, is a two, it might be 3% actually, because yeah, so it's 3%. But this is, so the other kicker with this, so I got 3% because I bought all of these on auctions. The reason I bought another parent is because I bought the first one on the secondary market. I've actually had three of them, but on the secondary market and the auction gave me a higher collection score. None of the other cards, like all of these dark ones are not, auctioned anymore like mm. none of them mm. so the only way i can improve this collection if i wanted to keep going is 10 at 10 collection points at a time waiting the 90 days and then getting or more. jersey mints or jersey mints i'm not getting jersey mints like i'm what am i how many points am i on here 360 points i'm literally like the 25th on a person on the leaderboard. Like gotcha. these Jersey mints are, and not one of's are accounted for and not being moved. And so there's a, there's an, an upside ceiling both in SO5 finishes and in collection. So I feel so, like I've effectively maxed out what I can do on this collection. So why not just get out? Yeah, I, I agree. But like we, what, what we can do from this is if we assume that so rare's landscape stays the same for the next like three years, which it won't obviously, but assume it, it does because it, you can, you can like backtrack this historically to other collections. You're in the position now where you've got this collection and you're missing pieces and not being auctioned anymore. So why wouldn't you knowing that go and buy collections that are currently in auction and know that in 18 months time, there's going to be pieces of that collection that people just desperately want that you have. And that's when you have that hold over, you know, if you've got like one of the Jersey mints of this collection right now, you could ch charge a massive premium and probably have used them in SO5 along the way. Mm -hmm. So 
The quick response I have to that is I feel like I have had this Auger collection for <laughs> forever. It's been I knew what you were gonna say. It's been 18 days. So you said like wait 18 months, and it's been 18 days, and I'm like, I'm sick of these cards by now. Like oh my God. <laughs> a strategy <laughs> that requires 18 months, I think is I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> It could be the the perfectly sane play, but I'm not. So I actually don't think that's sane. I think expecting, I mean, maybe collections are still fine in 18 months, but the way, like, if you look at any 18 month period of so rare from the beginning and end of that 18 months, there, it's it's a different game. Yeah, it is. And yeah. so that's what I struggle with. So Romalta right. says they're the best team in the league, and they play Paris FC this weekend. Why would you sell? Just keep churning. So the other big fear is promotion. If they get promoted, these cards are basically SO5 worthless. Yeah, so and... you're, you're afraid of what's going to happen in May. <laughs> yeah. You just said you can't wait. It's May, Laird. That's like, that's like 27 years in Soviet times, especially when Nep talked about our worlds colliding. <laughs> I mean, like... So, so I'm not actually worried about May. I'm just kind of responding to this that yeah, you, if they you're are just doing what good. we do. You're just doing what we do when like we tell somebody that a card's worth more and you're like, dude, as soon as the oh, one goalkeeper breaks his leg and then the other guy gets uh, suspended for steroids and this guy's going to play and he's awesome. Like, you know, we get these like ridiculous reasons for stuff. But also, I just want to mention this on Auxerre. I am literally looking at their schedule and in... <laughs> 25 days, which we already established, you can't wait that long. But they're at home playing the next to worst team. Or sorry, the 18th team in the table. This Dunk Dunkirk. Dunk Dunkirk. Yeah. I bought a St. Etienne stack for this week, this game week, because they play this Dunkirk team. Okay, that guy, the, that team. So, like, you know, you're you're worried about getting out because you made it, but I would be like looking at fixture lists going, you know, maybe this isn't the time. And at that point, if you go, well, I'm now I'm worried that the value might go down more. Well, what if you do another top finish that, that yield is probably going to be more than the dissipation of the asset, like based on prices, you know, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong with that. Um, Mike said, would you still be sick of them if they hadn't released new season cards and thus stopped, thus stopped minting your collections? They did not release new Auger cards. He said, would you? Would you? Oh, would I? Would you? Uh, yeah, of course. If I saw like brand new 3D versions, yeah. <laughs> You're like, screw that. <laughs> no, I can't twist this thing. What am I going to do with it? I'm just going to look at it? I mean, you no, can twist I... other people. You can twist other people's and just believe that they're yours. Right. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I still think that shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't. I twisted. I sold somebody a card, by the way. Um, I was bored. And I just was twisting it just because I'm like, I made money and now I'm still playing with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you think this is your card. Yeah. It's like the people who are like, oh, you own this JPEG? Well, I just copied it. Sorry. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I think there's a reasonable argument that I just keep this and just keep trying to churn rewards but but also is it at a point now where they are valuable more valuable as a collection to sell 
And if you get to that point, should you sell it? Or do I just go out and buy 14 more of them so that I can get to 4% by this weekend? Nep, have you actually attempted or know anybody that's attempted to sell a collection? Uh, no. Because that would be the other thing. Like, we're in this theoretical world that we can sell a collection. But in the real world, world we're at right now, you have a lot of minimum price cards. So... Or are we can, just playing in the theoretical world right now? Like any trader will take a collection. Like they don't care that it's a collection. Yeah, so they you, just give you a value of the cards. Right. Oh, okay, easier, to, okay, easier okay. to say though, isn't it? Like, hey, I've got a collection, value it for me. Like price it up. But but they're, they will price it as if it's 20, you know, if it's a 20 card collection. They price okay. it as if it's 20 different teams or 20 of the same. Like they don't care. But uh, are they going, because you did the one, you did the messy thing. Did Would it? And somebody that's never been to the trader because I've never thought about selling that many cards at once. Like, would they go, well, this guy's worthless. I don't want him or they'll just take him. Uh, they, no, they will always take it, but they will tell you I'm going to pay one, pen, one penny yeah. for this card. And you're just like, well. Yeah, whatever. Like, you right. pay me to take that card. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You throw a dollar in. Huh? Right. Off topic because Ryan knows my my stick. Ryan, um, I have now coined a phrase for the correct type of lineups. It is called a five H. Your top lineup should be five H. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what's crazy? Since you spoke about home games and how <laughs> you like give them precedence, yeah. I I now give them massive precedence. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm ruining crazy. I'm ruining everybody. I'm ruining I, like everybody. I had Firenord the other game week who, who, who were like 83 percent away from home to win, and I was like <laughs> I can't put them in a lineup. That's outrageous. They're away from home. <laughs> I was I'm like so let, let me go let me go and find somebody that's playing at home with like a 32 percent chance to win. They're way yeah. way safer. Yeah, no, I mean I mean there there is home. there's definitely a line of sanity that occurs, and it's much worse than it should be for me um it, it comes from being a dfs background and just knowing that like guys away just unless the game flow hits you just start it, it's just harder for them to like achieve the outcome stop laird you know i'm right just stop i've already i've already infected you i've infected you <laughs> I, I do want to touch on this question here from so rare josh because it goes back to the collection thing said, can you not sell now and buy them back during the international break when they're presumably cheaper and prep for that good matchup? So the you problem is killed by the trader. Well, you, you get killed by you lose. You probably get a lower card level because you're right. losing, you're buying whatever's out on the market and you lose the first owner collection bonus um, points for that. And so it's possible that I go in, I go in and I'm like, I have a 3% bonus. I sell everything I buy back and I'm at like 2%. And like, right. is that worth it? Maybe it is actually. I don't know. And, and I don't know if you, you said that or you meant it, but, and that 20 to 25% clip the trader took from you, which now well, the value went by 25% and you just break even and your XP's worse. So the other idea I had was it's 12 cards. Like I can sell 12 cards myself. I don't need to sell these to a trader. The problem is, is that a few of them, like, actually, I probably won't, don't even make enough on the 5% yeah. fee that, you know, if I bought, you know, I bought these for $3 and if I have to sell it for three fifty, then I'm only making nothing. You know, I'm basically making nothing. So I, I just see a situation in my head where I don't use a trader 
And then yeah. I have seven of the 12 left over that I just like can't sell. And then oh. it, it, like, what, why also, would I, Nep, what was I doing? Nep, I don't know if you've watched Laird sell cards. He can't sell 12 cards. I, but in, in, a, in a specific time I've frame. I've sold 100 cards before. Yeah, you have. And there's about 100 other cards that you want to sell that you won't because you counter back for 25 cents more and the person rejects. And then you send me a message. You're like, what the heck? And I'm like, yeah, I know it's insane. <laughs> but you're, you're, you, that you're, 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 that 25 cents has to happen for you. I, I think you're being unfair that I no longer say, like, I don't get angry about it. I'm just like, hey, here's this stupid thing I did today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not actually angry. It's more of enjoying this, the stupidity. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I just find it hard to let cards go. Even now, like yes. I, I've, I've been thinking about limiteds in general. And even with the collections, I'm kind of on the whole, like, I just don't want to play limiteds, you know, because it's so hard to win anything. Like, I've been using the SRD lineup builder, sorry, the SD lineup builder for weeks at limited. And I'm scraping a tier five at best. And I've got some very good cards in my gallery at limited level. And it is absurd. I didn't even win anything in the All-Star Limited Monthly. And I was putting out like 90 rated teams every single game week. I mean, I I won. And I won a freaking collection piece. So, Well, there you go. But I, I have enough in my Limited to get like Harry Kane Rare. Who would service me way better than but- a Tier 5 Limited every three weeks. So quick, quick, quick question though. Honestly, what you're saying, I'm not trying to like take down the algo at all, but are you literally just hitting algo go? No, no, no. Algo, there, there's, there's, there's some like nuance there where I'm like, okay, okay. I know a little bit more than they know, or, you okay. know, as was mentioned in a discord do earlier, you, I just have the vibe. Know? Yeah. No, I do. I Maybe do. You don't. Maybe you don't. Why not? Because I didn't win anything in all-star limited monthly or singular, but I won in all-star rare and all-star rare pro off my own back and I calculated for two weeks and I got bored afterwards because I was just better than it. The, what the SD lineup builder suggested for my all-star rare and all-star rare pro. And I won both times. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I may, maybe you need me to help you in that regard. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I just think limited. It's l- like what you're saying here with your like auxier collection. First of all, you need them to bang to have a good week. Then you need to have a differential from somebody else who's got a better setup than you to also like win. And if you just hit a reward because of the where where this game is right now, you know, a tier five limited, it like I would rather probably like a, a a level up rare booster to get like half a percent XP on a rare card instead of the tier five limited. I think this has been like a very consistent uh, response to limiteds lately that it, it's just too hard to win. And like I built a collection from a random French team and in less than three weeks, I won a a tier one limited and a tier three rare. It's like, why is it too hard? I think people play limiteds wrong. I think that's the problem. How should you play them? By buying a second division French stack, obviously. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, I mean, I mean, I think the, the other thing that what your what your strategy, I don't want to call it strategy, but what your result shows too 
is that because of the price points are limited too, it really doesn't take long for it to be profitable. Um, like you just need that one spike. So, I mean, if you just did it as a, just a collection piece and you just kept rolling, I mean, that's what I'm doing with hamburger right now. And I just have one time that that hamburger stack um, pops off. I get my Jersey on, I take a juicy hamburger and I celebrate that way. But, and then, but then it's going to be mostly paid off and then I can go ahead and move on from it or I can keep rolling it back out. But here's the thing though, right? With so many, you know, with everyone plugging collections now, you like you don't just need your hamburger collection to pop off and for you to be the best. You need other collections to not pop off. And yeah, there are so many better collections right. out there. But not everybody's playing them right. And then again, like if hamburger like wins three zero at home and I have the pieces right and I'm on like 450, 460, even if the Arsenal collection they have Luton at home and they score 500, fantastic. And there's 40 Arsenal people that mostly have stacks ahead of me. If I'm still sitting there with like a tier one limited, all of a sudden I'm already now 35% of my my total investment in. I had a hell of a time watching Hamburger and doing all that stuff. And now I just need one other time for them to do the same thing. I'm at 70%. Yeah, and no, I, I, I agree with you. That's a, I, I was just I was playing devil's advocate. I agree with you. I just oh, wanted okay. to pose the question to almost be like, because you know I've I have bigged up collections a lot because obviously I believe in them heavily at every level. In in spite of the fact that I'm losing at limiteds and that that's because I don't have collections in limiteds and the ones right. that I did have, you know, who knew the Asian games were on? Right? Who knew? Who knew that my Jean-Buck Motors collection was going to absolutely collapse into a billion pieces because they're all in Asia games? God bless Uzbekistan tomorrow. Come on, big win for them. Um, but uh, yeah, who, who knew? But yeah, so so like I I love I just love the idea of collections, and it is it is sometimes reassuring to play devil's advocate and then have someone argue sure. my own point against me to know that it's not just me convincing me and everybody right. else that this is the way forwards. I also think the problem with limited, I'm going to make two points on this. One is exactly what Blair just said there. It's been 18 days and it feels like forever. So you don't win what you want for three or four game weeks. And you're just like, well, this plan failed. And it's like, no, you just, you picked the worst time to get in on this guys or the one fixture that you were buying this collection for. They didn't perform well. We'll just wait for the other one to come up. There's going to be more if you did a top team. And then two, on that same thing, I saw this tweet, and it's not exactly limited, but it's so ridiculous. I'm not going to even mention, but it was something along the lines of, I didn't hit cap 240 this week. My first foray into cap 240, I didn't hit, I'm done. (laughs) And it's just like, I know so many people that feel that way on stuff like that, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work that way. We have to exercise some patience. We can't just look at a one to two week game sample and expect that to be the results. Like there's no other data in the world that looks at one to two type of samples and goes, this is indicative of what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And so are we thinking that. I, I cannot sit here and tell people that they need to be patient. And <laughs> like, I am like, I get it. I get it. I mean, I will tell people to be patient, but that's a total see as I say, not as I do, because I am not patient at all. That being said, I just want to go back to what I said before, that I think people play limited wrong. I think because of the entry 
the entry prices of limiteds, it allows people to buy better cards than they could at rare and super rare. This is not anything new. So people just buy a bunch of really good cards. And sometimes they just, the matchups don't work out. Sometimes, heaven forbid, you have to play someone who's playing away. And all of a sudden, when they have a 48 instead of a 78, and you're like, man, I had bought all these great cards and I can't win anything in limited. And I don't think people, I think, I think more work is required to win at the limited level. And it's filled with a population of people who don't either don't realize it, don't want to do it, or aren't willing to do it. And so, yeah, yes, it's harder to win because you have to find different ways to win than at rare and super rare. And I don't think enough people do it. And so and honestly, you find a collection where you're like, oh, this team should bang every so often. And you do it before they bang instead of after they bang. Because I think that's another problem that people do is they chase scores. Oh, that stack worked. Let me go buy that one. It's like, well, again, they're not playing that game again. Like that game yeah. is gone. And that's part of the point of this show is that we have to talk about how playing and beating tens of thousands of people is very different than beating 12 in the unique level. That's what I was going to say. Super rare and unique. If you compare the two, or if you get the taste of those, they feel easier because they are, if you've got the right cards at those levels, it's a much easier to win. Even at rare under 23 level. Like I I have like 340 points this week. And I was like, man, that's just just disgraceful. I'm never going to win anything. I'm getting a tier three. It's like, God damn, if if I was in limited, I wouldn't even be in like top 300,000 people that entered the tournament (laughs) with that many points, you know, because it's just not enough. (laughs) I I was saying to Keith, so before the Asia games today, I was winning a tier four in champion Asia rare with a zero. Like I had a DNP goalie. I think it was at three. I mean, I'm short now, so you cannot, (laughs) I'm not saying you can win, but I think the minimum for a reward in Asia this week is like 320. Right. Wow. Yeah, slow. But if you get the tier five Asia player, it's even at rare level also about fifty p, right? So you're you're lucky if you get a dollar. Like you, you're better off just maybe getting like a thousand so coins or something and mm-hmm. and applying for a shirt somewhere. But uh, no, it's um it is hard to win at limited. And and every time I look at my lineups in limited, I I don't know if it's me being lazy. It's definitely part of me being lazy or me being quite successful SO5 over the last couple of months in rare and super rare to the point where I don't appreciate the value of a 20 pound or a 30 pound card here or there. But every time I look at my lineups and I go to like challenge Europe and I go on SD and I click on auto build and it's like, you have no goalkeeper. And I'm like, why the fuck don't I have a collection here? Why have I got three AAA guys, a C and no goalkeeper? And I'm like, I should just go and buy a collection for for this because then I'll have a five every goddamn game week. Yep. And I'm like, I'll address that next week. I'm winning a tier one this week in rare level. Let's go. And that's it. That's where I'm at. I, I mean, I think fundamentally, the more you play rare, rare pro, super rare, the less you're going to care about limited because the, yep. the just the value of the reward is so much higher. And... Oh. Not to say it's easy to win at those levels. It is, it's not. But the... Yeah, I, I think what we look at... So the, here's, the, here's the, the... I don't want to call it a problem. But if you do play at the higher levels, you see these monster lineup, these monster card lineups, like your Mbappe, Kimmich, Veerman, whoever. 
And you're like, man, I'm just going to do that in limited and I'm going to win. And again, like those five happen to work out in that level, that game week. And then you go buy those cards and just the game weeks don't perfectly match up. And when you have that situation, now you have, you're like, oh, I bought all these really good cards and I, I'm only winning tier fives for 50p. And it's like, well, you're, you played the game wrong. Right. You can't, like, I think fundamentally people are like, I'll just buy the best cards and win limiteds. And it just doesn't work that way. That's, that's absolutely like, cause it's, it really is matchup. It's really is uh, maximizing percentages. Now, now the cool thing is like from the, the game perspective, like one thing I've been doing a lot of thinking on um, is that percentages right now until they fix it, percentages and cap is a complete cheat, cheat code on cap 240. Like it absolutely, if you have your, like I have at the rare level, and I'm trying to work on a hamburger, but the problem is they're a little bit too good for Cap 240. But like I have Santos Laguna guys, that, that's a couple of Santos Laguna guys at the rare level, and I have like 13 to 14% on them. And when they go into a, a Cap 240, it's and I can I can captain one of them as long as they do a half decent game. It's like literally it breaks breaks it. Like I had a, you know, you get like a 120 from a guy in Cap, one guy. It's brilliant. You isn't got it? four other guys hey. to go. I sent Keith a lineup today and I was like, this is how it, it was both super frustrating because I didn't get the threshold this week. And I was like, look awesome. at this lineup, the highest score, like raw score that a player scored was 57. Like yeah, nobody scored higher than 57. And that person walked home with 200 bucks. Cause it was the, the super rare threshold. Yeah. My, awesome? I, I had similar bad luck in super rare. I finished just a few 11 points away because Kieran Tierney went off injured. Oh, and he's gone um, for a while too. Yeah, a few fair few months. But uh I've got a twelve and a twenty-six <sighs> at captain. I've got Kieran Tierney at forty, and I still only missed it by eleven points. See? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean <laughs> here's mad. here's an example. Here was I know it's LTO, but like I couldn't believe this. I was talking to to our friend Tuggy last night that he like doesn't prioritize two forty. And I'm like, dude. You, you're messing this up. And I think this goes down to a rare level because our limit level, just get your five dollars. Like those five dollars will stack up really, really quick. But like I had one, I have 70, I had a 25.7 because the guy subbed, a 47.8 because Mauricio Pereira is the worst player on the platform. <laughs> Layer degrees, that guy. <laughs> You're just and stealing money from me. That's how I my feel. captain, my captain scored. He got 92.3 because of collection and captain. I got 120. 72.5 and 76.4. No decisives. That was 342. And that was with 25.7 and 47.8. Yeah, it's, and you it's beat, wild. And you beat the threshold. You beat the so, game by 60 now, points. Let, let me ask you a question. And yeah. Don't cheat. Don't look. My cap 220 rare this game week, I finished on 372.63 points. Okay. Where do you think I placed? Cap 220 rare? Yeah. Like 55th. 54th. That's a really good shout. Oh, I, I hold on. Price believe. is right. I went over. I went over. I went over. Also, I could not believe that many, How many points. people know this. Keith is a 220 shark. Oh, is that right? I love 220. Oh. I, I hate Every... it. It's my last tournament Me too. because the prizes are god awful, aren't they? So sorry, 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 LTO people for going on. <laughs> Do you know what? And I, I'm going to share it. It's a good community to share it to because it's where you guys could work up to it. You should. 
Cap 220 Super Rare is like one of the most overlooked, glorious tournaments on so rare. I had what later what it was it like three or four weeks game weeks I did like two podiums and something else just because instead of it being the last one I just made it the first. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get it. Like it's a good place to target, especially if you got the the cards for it. Um, I have some really shitty super rares. I'm great at it. Yeah, but like Keith used to <laughs> be a huge underdog guy. And yeah, Keith see, I loved underdog. So Keith okay. like focused on underdog because he's like everyone is just putting their shit cards in there. The problem is that underdog had legit rewards and two twenty yeah. just right. But, so un- underdog was the first tournament I ever won, and that that was incredible because it was like wow, like my hard work and my scouting mm-hmm. has actually paid off yep. here. Yeah, and two twenties like even if you win, it's like I might get a guy that doesn't even start for his club. As my reward. <laughs> I, I mean, sucks. I mean, so this is this is what I've heard with people saying with two twenty, but I think you kind of brought this up earlier, and it was um, we we Laird and I established today for the audience. I don't know how to spell epiphany, but I can phonetically <laughs> sp- uh, uh, spell epiphany. But one of my big thought was is just like one thing that happens, especially at the limited level. I've noticed is you just get cards, you win cards, you forget about cards sometimes, especially if you have like a little bit of a bigger gallery and they just stack up and you go, oh, it was only $4. And you're like, <laughs> I just had the number one, the number one challenger pick score guy three weeks ago from Turkey was a buck 31. So I, that $4 could have been him plus the starting defender for my cap 240 that could have then turned into five. And all of a sudden you start extrapolating that out. And you're like, me not selling that $4 guy could have been in two months, $35 of difference. And then you go, well, does $35 matter? Yeah. So I guess my point with like, when say that all the cap 220 is, even if it was five pence card, I could have taken that five pence, put it somewhere else. I could have now, you know, I, I listened to strategy show yesterday and Sean, you know, we got to get him on the collecting game because He's just giving away margin. No, I know he's not going to, but he's just giving away margin. He was talking about one of the things he won, you know, was uh, P- was it PSV? PSV is Beerman, Tesse. Yeah. PSV, right? Okay. And he just happened to win multiple of these guys, so his collection score oh, wasn't yeah. that bad. The dude has 890 rare cards. Sell off some of those. Buy some of the other PSV guys that actually have utility, but they'll also boost your collection. And all of a sudden, you won a division with this. And now the next week when you got third, that could have boosted you to second. And at those higher levels. So, like, some of these cards that just get forgotten about are, are, are back in the gallery. I was telling Laird, what if we got rid of those back of the gallery guys that never play and that we're holding on to because we didn't like the price. We're like, oh, that guy's a little bit better than five pence. Well, what if you took him and all of a sudden you reinvested into your collection? Yeah. No, and you just got I'm, 2% I'm on that. your best stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah, but about you, that. you 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 stack the guys in the back of your gallery, and I'm thinking about it. I do the same thing. I'm I'm sick about some of the guys I still have in my gallery that should have yeah. just been converted. I, to I tried to do it with guys. I tried to do it with rules like like the last month or two. Is like any reward I get, unless they're like okay, these are an upgrade on a lineup that I just would buy anyway. Just sell them. And even then, I'll get that tier three, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> yes. should I? <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep him. What Maybe. If, yeah. Maybe in nine game weeks, I see that fixture. Yeah. Maybe I'll use him. And by that time, you've forgotten all about him. And then and he's, I, not, and then he's right. not good enough for his pick score to be triple A. His pick score yeah. is actually only A. You never even see. He doesn't him. get into a team anyway. Yeah, he doesn't get there. Although I, w- I would like to my my uh, as I've visited again, a uh, request for SD would be nice. Um, <laughs> I would like the pick scores to update after you've picked a player in the builder. That would be amazing for cat. Yeah, because yeah, like I know, if I've I got exactly sixty left. Yeah. And then my like L1560 guys are D. It's like he's not now, is he? Now he's a triple A, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where you have to go. That's where you have to go pre-pick score time when we also we always just sorted by L15 and then just pick yeah. the biggest yeah, favorite. The, the, yeah, the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to a comment here from Mitch. Um oh, Silver about- Maltus, yes, on specials limited too. That was the yeah. king of the competition. That was the best. So Mitch was saying with this example that I have of just buy the five best, he said, if you use those five every week, you'll hundred percent win. I purposely only said three players because I didn't do a goalkeeper defender because of how important those are for sure. everything. But I put the Kimmich, Kane, and Veerman in, and I choose, chose Donnarumma and Hakimi. I'm willing to put okay. in any defender goalie combo. They just don't win every week. Like here, right. no reward, no reward. Uh, no with with, with uh, but we have to first of all you have to apply captain, and then you don't have five percent on those guys. You will have seven or nine. Yeah, put Kimmich cap. Put Kimmich cap. I don't know. Do you know what? Like at the moment, I personally would captain either Kane or Veerman. Then just put Veerman cap. Yeah, but we 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 can look at all of all of it. Zero point one yeah. for Hakimi. That's disrespectful. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know why. There's something <laughs> you with this. Nep, great great call here because I think sometimes we use this and forget to do these little things. You know, maybe, maybe the first game week you ever use them, you've only got five percent like new season bonus on them or whatever. But yeah, but you're gonna be a collector. Levels, you're gonna collect. Yeah, absolutely. And there you go. You actually get a star in uh, four oh nine. Here you go. Yeah, you get a. St- Star tier two, nothing. Tier three, nothing. Okay. Now that's how, how come they three didn't play. But now you also have to account for those game weeks where they seemingly didn't play together, which I assume is maybe PSG having an off week or PSV having an off week. And this is where it gets interesting to me. You see 371, 350 with at least one of those guys not playing. Because you like assume you would have mm. known because he wouldn't have actually been there. You would have had somebody else there instead you would have hit another reward there if you had just the best guy. Right, yeah, which I mean, at that point, was when you have these guys, you you buy the best guy to go with it. Yeah, yeah, you would, You just wouldn't have had Kane there. Who, who, I mean, you wouldn't have had Chu promoting either because he's not the best guy, so you'd have had like the best attacker right. at that time that wasn't Mbappe because he's too expensive. Mitch said I would sign up for those rewards. But the point is that you're not getting one every week. So you've spent, I mean, how much is this? $1,000 for these five cards and you but how much is that star, star worth how, how much was what what did the reward get in that game week 409 what did 478 yield you and not to mention the eth too that you got what did we say the score was 478, 478 that seems yeah, like a low yeah. week too oh you went one came there you go point two Point two ETH. 
So you've already won like on top 30%. of and how much yeah. do you get for first pl- place though too? And also, I don't know it offhand because I'm ne- never gonna. Like, I don't know because yeah, because I mean, it's, I think it's like point one or something. No, wait, hold on. I don't actually know if that was first place though. Four seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, you end up with star. That. Yeah, it's a uh, tenth ish. Yeah. Which but is still but, but going back to what you said before about like having the like you know you win thirty percent of your like spend right. back via collection right. this game week and then you pick up like 12% the next game week that's like 30-35% of the spend on all of those big cards exactly. and you're not just getting a card worth like 10 bucks that covers off a little bit of what you spent you're getting a star, you're getting another player now that is entirely serviceable in your gallery that will also help you win more rewards Sure. I'm not doubting that I'm also wondering if this is a lineup somebody would have actually made but like, I don't think, well, yeah, it could be. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that that seems pretty good on paper. Sure. But I think the problem is, is that there are plenty of these that look good on paper that don't work out as quickly. Absolutely. As Absolutely. I mean, and that's I'm when people get frustrated. Pro- I mean, again, I think we're all pro- being proponent of this and none of us actually love the thing of just buy the best guys. Like, we like a little bit of the work, a little bit of the scouting that goes into it. I just think but, fundamentally, this is not the right way to play. Literally. I agree. Now, now, now! If you put this same team in a, say, rare, which you can't just switch to in SD, by the way, I'm not going to give you another suggestion because that'd be two in one show. <laughs> no, I, I said I'm not giving you another suggestion. I was just pointing out the fact that you can't just switch to rare. You have to replug in everything. Vitaly, if you're here, I love your work, brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> Man, Robin Gossens just scored. Is that guy just... I feel like every time he plays, that dude scores. I know that's not the case, but my God, he's good. Man, it's, it's all, 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 like... Yeah, a little hover over where the points are and just telling you what rewards you would have won. Oh, he did score. Is not a suggestion I'm going to give. Noted. I'll be sure not to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're getting a star again in 409. Now that's mad. Because if that's like a Holland or something, or a Kane. Well, hold on. Let's see. 483. Wait, we didn't even really need to replug it in to know how many points we would have achieved, right? Because the percentages on rare and limited are the same. Oh, there you go. So you win. So what did uh, ALPK get? Bappe, I'm betting. We could have just gone to the. Oh, I lost it already. Sorry, just loading up 24,000 rewards onto a single page. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all. Hey, you got Kimmick back. Oh, goddamn. There you go. And the ETH on top. Yeah. Mitch says this is proving the point, but I feel like the point was you win every week. It's not. Yeah, we do. We, we say show you, you the one win every week. week, or did he say you just win? You one hundred percent win. I think it's like one hundred percent win. I think it's you one hundred percent win was kind of the idea. If you use those five every week, you will one hundred percent win. Which he's not wrong. You will one hundred percent win. Historically speaking, you will win at some. Yeah, I took <laughs> yeah. that as you will win every week. Whereas if you have like a collection, especially of like a a team that's maybe not favorable, although. 
it's likely you will win. You might not 100% win. And especially, and this is a thing that I've struggled with at the rare level, which, which applies to limited as well, is sometimes even when a team has a crazy matchup as a collection, like when Farnold would have that insane matchup, sometimes I still am reluctant to put all of them together in the same lineup because I've also got a Bakayo Saka away to Bournemouth or some other random guy who's got like a, an insane matchup where I'm like, mm, do I really want to go for the collection? So sometimes even when that collection that you might have might win, you might have like split it up and cost sure. yourself off the back of it. Sure. I mean, Stefan brought up a good point too about like comparing price versus rewards too. Like, yes, that lineup will win more than the Oxjera stack, but that lineup costs five times the price of the Oxjera stack. So it's, it is way more than that. Kane right. costs even more than five that. times. Well, more even than <laughs> and so and so again, if we're playing the ROI game, which especially when we're thinking like flipping or investment or all of those terms, we're more on the ROI game than just like the raw amount. Then you know that's where I think I think like that's where Nep too. I think kind of one of your cheats has always been with collections is it's a great way to be cost effective too to do yeah. this too as well as not. Is not like you know you're building arsenal collections now, which is not as cost effective. Yeah. But loot in town would be. Now I'm not saying yeah. buy loot in, but like you know that's a way to do it. But, but you say <laughs> don't Laird, buy Laird, 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 loot in. Laird did just fine up a man for 82 minutes at home. But like, uh, did they score? Did anyone score that well? Yeah. A, that's, yes. that's the thing though, right? I know Alton it's hard Morris. to pick the best five anytime. But is Luton not like a great set for Cap Two Twenty? Right. Well, in that in that exact setup that just happened, they were ahead, um, not not versus Everton. It was their home game oh, yeah. versus Palace, I believe. No, Wolves, Wolves, Wolves. Pedro Neto's does score because he's a baller. Shout out, looking up Laird. But um, yeah, uh, Morris did good. You so got I feel like fullbacks there. And you have a thirty-six goalie, so no, you can't win. No, but I feel like you could you could take Luton as your collection put four of them in cap 220 limiteds and then just get like Mbappe common. Great call. And now you've got a chance of winning. Well, wait, 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 not cap 220, not cap 220. Mbappe's running 220, but maybe you, you no, no, you could listen with that Lewin team. You could fit Mbappe in 220. right? (laughs) 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 I mean, Luton's not going to be the example that proves this point valid at all. But I mean, I guess the point being is, you know, I think of, I, I so much think of collections right now. And all of these XP gains, like this is what my, my whole like epiphany thing was. All these collection gains and things like that just really break 240 right now. And then for all of the cap divisions, because I think more often than not, people are treating cap divisions as afterthoughts, especially like 220. I do, yeah. And these percentages, when you're getting a 45 guy on a 13%, again, we're just trying to like almost like beat the score. But that 45 guy at 13%, I don't know the math, but you're already sitting at what, 50? What, what, what? Somebody do the math for me. I'm not kidding. I'm going to. So it, I don't it, 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 but on the same token as well, in 270, if you've got like 15, 16%, or 12, or 13%, and you captain that person and they hit 100 points, exactly. you're, you're getting 160 to 170 points off of one player. Yeah. Well, and so back to it. So that 45 guy that's on 13%. He's already sitting at 50.85. So I'm already beating the game by 5.85 points. I'm already ahead by that much. 
And I, I know Soler already took the extra 40, but you start adding that up and you take captain bonus and you're ahead, especially if you've gotten really good XP. So, I mean, I'm just, I think collections are specifically great right now for the cat modes. If only somebody told us about that months ago. I, I mean, he might Honestly, have been a smart guy. Like, it's a real disservice to the so rare content community that that never happened. Yeah. I also think that the 50% captain is the stupidest rule in so rare. But anyway. It is. For 270? Um, it, it, it is, except for when you get it right. And it's a yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, great. you know, it's, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. It doesn't. Like, there's no but reason. It's still, it's still fun to see. 150 scores up there. Did you see uh, somebody in Unique, was it, got over 200 points on one player? That's wild, yeah. so, isn't it? So, Nep, I showed, trippier, layered right? this. Rodriguez, I, showed, I showed layered this a few weeks ago. I did well in Cap 270 Super at one point with Teddy Tuma, Living Legend. And I he's like a one-of collection, all that stuff. I got, what was like 179 points. That was really fun to see. That's fantastic, that isn't it? That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's nice. What was that his Super Rare? Yeah. He, he's done yeah. well in the French League. Like, like he's uh, better than, he had, he had better than what games. I thought anyway. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. doing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people move up to that uh, that next league and they just stink, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mitch was saying last season I had stacks and hardly won anything. They were awful stacks. During the summer, I bought Allison, yes. Trent, Yerman, DeYoung, and Gil. I had an awesome September. So that sounds great. I feel like we're not comparing the right things, though. Like having bad stacks. And then we're like, but then I just bought Trent, Allison, and like this is not like I'm sure that's not the same. Yeah, where where, where my kind of thought process for collections when they came in came from in the first place had nothing to do with winning versus the game, but winning versus your investment on the collection, right? Right. That everything was about can you get 100% return on investment and still own those cards? And even if you have a bad stack, if it only costs you like fifty dollars for the whole collection, yep. you don't need to win. Like you could spend the whole season searching for that, or you could just put it in cap two forty. You only need to hit the cap ten times, and you've got your entire value back. Assuming you also don't win a card somewhere along the way. So even the bad collections, are, I would argue that you could take almost any single full like licensed team on the entire platform and plug them into two forty every week. And obviously just take, you know, knowing injuries and fixtures and whatnot, but still just taking who you think is the best five. And I'm pretty sure you'll have a relatively decent strike rate on Cap 240. And profitable versus versus the investment. Yeah. Nep, do you have to go? Uh, like I like yeah, but like I got like five or ten minutes. <laughs> That's good. All right. <laughs> All right. We were both together at twelve fifty nine. Nine minutes you. of my life here. Um no, I'm so, I'm with I'm with Nep there. I mean, I've Nep. I've done the whole thing where when you first were, were on top of the collection hill screaming, I was like, <laughs> "The guy's insane!" <laughs> Look at him. And uh, and now I'm now I'm on the hill with you, and I'm your drummer. I'm just like, "Come on!" Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's sing. I don't think we ever thought he was insane. I think we just thought it. I did. I did. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that important. Correct. Like, but it was insane and, because. But but hold on. Let, let's actually give the insane man his props. It wasn't that we didn't think it was important. He was on the hill screaming, it's the most important thing in the world, you morons. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> so I will give you credit for doing this even before they introduced or they brought uh, card bonuses to cat modes. Yep. I also will call Nep out 
for saying that they always matter. And then when he won something big and he was like, by the way, collection didn't matter for this one. <laughs> no, no, but that's not true though, right? Like obviously it was a different scale because it was a couple of super rares and some rares. But had I had 5% on all of those things, I definitely would have been higher up the table. Yep. Apart from when I actually won a division. That, I but that was all-star super rare. Nobody, nobody takes collection seriously at right, super level. Yeah, right? Right, that's right. Fair. Yeah. But, but you know the other thing, too, with collections that we don't ever pay any attention to, including myself, is like when you win a tier three or a tier four and you would have won a tier two with two scrub buys or and that that tier three to tier two would have been $30 difference but only cost you a buck. Yeah. That's where it really matters. Um, you know, all these little things, but we don't look, guess what? We only look at the leaderboards when we're like top five. We're like, oh, if we collect that, I would have been three. We don't look like when we're at number 98 and we could have been number 70 if we just got two retired guys. And, that, and that's what I mean. I, I think that makes a difference. And even if it doesn't, like, I think the discrepancy of what you win in those instances pays for yep. a good portion of those 50 cent or $1 cards that you've bought to get the XP that's giving you that differential. One million percent agree. That's where I've been going with it. So I'm going to full circle this one. My Auger collection. Had I bought the entire collection, like I bought what I did and had I filled right. the rest out from the secondary market, I would not have moved up in the, comp in the competition I just recently did the best in. Okay. And the value of the cards would have been more than, or excuse me, the cost of the cards now are more than what I won. Like but that actually would have been detrimental. Okay, so here's where I maybe even like what I'm saying is a little different. I'm not saying collection, meaning you need all 50-something cards. Like I think just getting the 3 to 4% or just finding your little boost in between there is where you need to get the edge. We all know getting 5% on these things is freaking hard and probably almost too hard. But getting to that, that 3%, like where, where's your RIN? Where's your RIN stack that you've been working your butt off on? I, I would definitely agree that for, like now. the – Three, three to four percent. Three to four is, is where you should try to land. Yeah, but that extra little bit, like to what you were just saying there, to get to five, that's where you might actually give away some of your margin. So when I say when I, I, I don't know about you, Nep, when I'm saying collect, I'm not saying buy the entire team. I'm saying go get the pieces that correlate together, and then pick up an odd piece or here that's kind of worthless. But if you can pick up a jersey man, or you can pick up a one of, or all those little yeah. things that we need to boost, that's where you do it. Not not fill out every single piece. Yeah, I agree with that. But, but where are you at on your level of your RIN? Three. Like three percent. I mean, you're you're gonna go for you you now have in your mind you're gonna be number one. But, but now here's here's the thing with it though, Led though, right? What happens when if you had five percent you won the division? Do you sit there and think, right, well, I now have to go and buy these, or are you like, <laughs> I've missed the opportunity now, so I'm still happy on three percent? Wait, say that again? Sorry. So so let, let's assume like next game week you come second in whatever division you play your Ren stack in. And had you had 5%, you would have come first. Oh. Do you now go and get the rest of the players because, my gosh, look at what you've missed out on because you thought 3% was enough? Or are you like, well, that's never going to happen again. So I'm, I'm okay at 3%. It's a difficult one because you'd only ever know in that moment, well, I think, but... The, the difficulty with that one is I don't really play a Ren stack because most of the guys don't even play for Ren anymore. 
Fair enough. So, I mean, you can make the argument that I could play like a lineup of them. Um, I'm not, I'm somebody who's more willing to blame the big chance missed than the collection bonus of why I didn't like score. High. So, so when I was watching the show last night with you and uh, Sean, one thing that he said that I know it makes sense in his mind, which you just said there as well with the big chance miss thing. He said, if Veerman just got that assist to Pepe, he would have won. But if somebody else just got the assist to somebody else, they would have oh, won sure. too. Absolutely. But Absolutely. with the collection bonus, you are guaranteed those bonus points. Right. The guaranteed that differential. Yeah. But again, collection in a lot of ways is process over results because we're processing that I'm going to start more than you. Right. Every like pass. Nobody else played. If I can just maximize my XP and all the games get canceled and Sower still pays us out, my XP is higher than you, so I'm going to win. And I mean, that is that not true process of results in terms of just controlling the XPs? I, I will Maybe say that. I don't like my point, thing. but. That's the hardest thing about building a collection late is that you could get to yep. 5%, but it's actually the XP on each card that you will lose to, and you cannot beat that. Right, I agree. With but you will eventually again, hit the ceiling with that person. Two years? Yeah, no, but that but I don't think it's anywhere near two years because of the you get you now get XP in game weeks where you don't play, which now you can put into academy and boost up. And also, once you get to level seventeen, you can just buy it to level twenty now, which I have done multiple times because it makes sense to have that extra one and a half percent right there and then for nothing. But what happens when you've got two lineups that have the same XP, the same five players, the same collection score? Who wins? Is it good to go back to who entered first? first? That is the stupidest way. I think both people should just get for the place that they're in. They should both win it. So How about a spinning? Can we do a spinning collection and then Nicholas just decides who spun it better? I I would 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 sign up. The way that uh, DraftKings Rainmaker does it is lowest cumulative serial numbers. Brilliant. That's way better. Yeah, especially in the NFT space. Because even that makes the 58th serial worth more than the 59th. Yeah, I love that. that That's so smart. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, I think we should stop because if we get into something else, we're going two more (laughs) hours and Nep doesn't have two more hours. Thank you to everybody for joining. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny Nep. Thank you very much for joining us. Very welcome. I feel like we need to do it again because, like I said, we've got like two more hours here and we've touched on like 2% of what I want to talk about. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. No, there's always more. There is always more. Uh, Never dull in so rare. I had to put in that little troll for just anyway. Thank you everyone for joining us and uh, good luck this midweek and weekend.